Hey everyone, it's EB1. EB2 and I are very excited to have gotten the opportunity to interview this week's Woman of the Week, Bonnie Grabenhofer, Vice President of the National Organization for Women. She and current President Terry O'Neill end their second four-year term in office on July 31st. Over the past eight years as Vice President, plus her time before that as a National Now board member and as President of Illinois Now, Bonnie has worked on many different things that have impacted women's lives. One of her favorite things she worked on was the fight for marriage equality. She talked to us about the marriage equality efforts she led for now, LGBTQIA rights, and the Equality Act that still needs to be passed in order to ensure full human rights for LGBTQIA individuals in the United States. So here we go. We're going to bring to you our interview with Bonnie. Hi. Hi. Can you introduce yourself a little bit, Bonnie? I'm Bonnie Grabenhofer. I'm the um, vice president of the National Organization for Women, and I'm from the uh, great state of Illinois, where I served as, as uh, president of the, of the state, and I also served on the national board a while back. And uh, I'm, I'm finishing up the second four-year term in Washington, D.C., all right, so Bonnie is here to talk about uh, LGBTQIA rights. So we were wondering if you can give us an overview of NOW's history on lesbian rights and LGBTQIA rights. Oh, well, I'd, I'd love to. Um, NOW was founded in 1966 and did not initially include lesbian rights in in the platform. In fact, there was uh, a revolt um, by a number of lesbians, and you probably heard about the, uh, um, them being called the Lavender Menace. Um, so there was some discomfort with, with lesbians in, in the movement initially, thinking that embracing lesbian rights would um, not help the cause of, of women's equality initially. But they saw the light, and um, in 1971, now committed to fighting for lesbian rights and has been at the forefront of fighting for lesbian rights for over the last four decades. And in 1995, and this was, was early, you've got to kind of put your, your hat on and, and think back to 1995, now become, became one of the first organizations to affirm the choice of marriage as a fundamental right that shouldn't be denied for same-sex couples. Mm. Um, that was a very bold move that early. And then as early as 2004, the NOW PAC added support for marriage equality as an endorsement criterion and also started uh, a marriage equality education and litigation campaigns. And we've subsequently added some resolutions supporting state work on uh, working toward marriage equality. So when all this was going on and you're saying that, that lesbians who were part of the movement were known as the Lavender Menace, was there like, was there press around it? Was it infighting within now meetings? Was, what was the situation? There was some infighting. There was mm -hmm. a significant amount of infighting in now meetings. Okay. Um, Betty Friedan was was opposed to adding lesbian rights. Uh, Rita Mae Brown was was one of the prominent uh, leaders on the other side. 
Um, and uh, in the movie, she's beautiful when she's angry. Mm -hmm. There was a scene, and I, I was trying to remember what what incident it was, but a, a number. I think it was a it must have been a now meeting or conference or something, and and a number of of lesbians put on shirts that said Lavender Menace, and <laughs> Rita Mae Brown was part of that, and uh, um, to protest not being included. Yeah. What, did they give a included. reason for not including them in the agenda? They, was it, did they have a, I mean, I know there's a deeper reason, but did they give an out loud the, excuse? The out, <laughs> out loud wasn't that we don't like lesbians, it was, was that, uh, that it wouldn't help the women's movement. It would it would turn people off from the women's movement to yeah. to include uh, lesbian rights. Okay. But that didn't last long. Yeah, thank goodness. Not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, in 1971, we, we committed to fighting for lesbian rights, and that was an incredible move forward in just a few years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In my lifetime, I think of now as so pro LGBTQIA community and so yeah. on the forefront of it so some of the high school groups that that come in they don't dig very much into the history mm -hmm. and they think now is against lesbians because they heard about the lavender menace and that's as far as it went and they huh. they ask me if we still hate lesbians <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> I, I think of the opposite of it I guess I was born right after the change so maybe yeah. it was yeah all right, so can you talk about the work you've done as now as a vice president and as a national board member to advance LGBTQIA rights, particularly the effort you led um, for marriage equality nationwide? Um, yeah, I was, I was on the board, the National Now Board, um, 2002 to 2004, um, and it, in, in 2004, during the, the presidential campaign, they were just starting to talk about marriage equality nationwide. And at that same time, I'm from Illinois, and Barack Obama was running for the Senate mm -hmm. with, against, in the Democratic primary against six other people. And you know Barack, he was, he was pretty cautious about his stance. Mm -hmm. and and at that time was not very supportive, not, didn't oppose um, LGBT rights, but wasn't ready to say, I support everything, I, you know. And, uh, and all the rest of the, the uh, or most of the rest of the, the people running against him for Senate were supporting it. Hmm. He was just being really cautious, and I was freaking out because he looked like the the front runner, hmm. and and he was not as good as we would like him to be on LGBTQIA issues. And at first, I thought, oh, he 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 weaseled on these questions on our questionnaire, and we and I moderated a forum that he was he. Uh, attended as a, as a candidate, and I asked him specifically about some of those questions. And uh, by the time he finished answering, I had steam coming out my ears <laughs> when he said that, that, that marriage equality was a, was a state's right. Yeah. Um, when we asked about um, gays and lesbians uh, serving in the military, and we asked a simple question, would you support you know, changing the law so gays and lesbians can serve in the military. And he goes, 
I'd have to see the exact legislation. Um, we asked about, um, would you support um, federal benefits for same, committed same-sex couples? I'd have to examine the fiscal impact. Mm. I'm going, examine the fiscal impact <laughs> of equality, of yeah. equal benefits? Yeah. So anyway, I kind of kind of freaked out about him him and his answers and I and you know the snowball was going and people were getting behind him and so I went to the the um, now meeting and I well first I pondered and I I lined up my support <laughs> that's the best, best start <laughs> and um, decided to propose a resolution that required support of marriage equality as an endorsement criterion for for the PAC, recommending that the board recommend to the PAC that they impose this criteria. Mm -hmm. um, and partly I was I was concerned about um, Barack and his answers, but the, it was also being talked about uh, at the national level uh, in in the presidential race and I was concerned that now members weren't asking the question. Mm -hmm. And this is 2004. It was very different from 2017. It's 2004. And they weren't asking the question. Mm -hmm. So my uh, uh, partly proposing that was to get people to ask the question, to start educating the, the legislators and to push them and to push our organization yeah. to, in the direction that they should be going. It was it, it it had a, a very heated discussion mm -hmm. because a, a number of people, not that they opposed supporting marriage equality, but they thought it was kind of early. Hmm. They thought it was was too soon to require it as a, as a criterion. Um, that some of our long-term supporters wouldn't, you know, aren't there yet. And and so it was, it was a heated debate, and but it did pass, just barely, but it did, it did pass, and it started, it started that conversation with our our federal candidates, and at the next conference, uh, we passed a resolution starting a marriage equality education campaign. Okay. So that those things pushed the organization forward. Um, not all of our allies thought that was a good idea at the time. Mm -hmm. they, they too thought it was a, a bit early. So can I ask about the PAC, just going back? You, if you endorsed, if now, if your chapter had endorsed someone in the primary, that person didn't end up being in the general, would Barack Obama have had to fill out a new questionnaire again? Would you have get would once you had the new question on there that was specific? Would you have asked him to fill it out again, or um, did you ask him to fill it out again? Or we, as a state pack, yes, asked that question. Oh, okay, we, you already did. We had already oh, asked okay. the question, but I was aware from the the, the national now board meeting that not yeah. everybody was asking the question. Yeah. Um, okay. So so that was us pushing it. I love and it so much. <laughs> Is there video footage of this? I really <laughs> want to find it. <laughs> uh, uh, there's probably people that would not want you to find that. <laughs> I, I, that's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. You know, and, and even though it was a heated discussion, 
it was not long after that, that people who even voted against it said, Bonnie, you did the right thing. We did the right thing. We're behind it now. Yeah. And do you feel like as an activist and, and a leader in such a big organization that you have to do a lot of forgiving and forgetting of things like that? I, you know, I think so. Yeah. You know, we're, we're a group that, that votes on things. Yeah. And it, stuff gets, gets passed and whatever gets passed, you implement it whether it was your idea or you voted for it or not. And I think that's how, how we have to do things. Yeah. And I know that, that a number of people weren't happy about having to do it, but it was the new rule. Yeah. And, you know, they did their best to, to implement it. And we need to work that way. Yeah. You know, and half the time, I don't even remember how I voted on stuff. It passed. That's now's thing. Let's go do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it may not be my thing, but but it's important to somebody. Yeah. And we'll and what about it. Barack? Do you feel like he? Oh, he did finally proud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I think it was more political yeah. and him being cautious yeah. than than not supporting um, marriage equality. Yeah. Um, and he finally came around. Yeah. And we're proud. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Illinois has a lot to be proud of. So can you talk about after that passed, when marriage equality was gaining more grounds um, uh, in different states and across the country, what you did um, and what now did to help further that support? Yeah. The marriage equality got kind of a... a a slow start and there would be you know one um, you know Massachusetts in 2004 and then we didn't see another one until Connecticut passed it in 2008 and then there were a few more it was pretty slow so so and and I know that now members worked on on a number of those things in 2004 after after I made the ruckus and the, the board meeting um, I was I was still in Illinois, and we did some demonstrations, and we did some some um, forums, and um, I did a, a a number of forums in my chapter and state and uh, my region to explain what it is, to explain why civil unions weren't good enough, to to try to build build support for it. When I came to to now in 2009, uh, we were starting to get um, more, more chapters, more states and more chapters working on it. And most of, most of the, the now chapters were working on it when there was legislation in their, in their state. I kind of, coming in 2009, resurrected the, the marriage equality um, campaign that we had started in 2004. Um, and and spent a lot of time making sure that that whenever there was legislation or referenda in the states that those states were were working on those those things. Um, 2012 was um, a big turning point when we had uh, four referenda in in different states, and we made sure that that everybody was working working on it. 
people were petrified. The, the, the movement as a, as a whole were, were petrified that we couldn't possibly raise enough money for four referendum. Mm -hmm. uh, it costs a lot of money to do the work um, that, it, that it needs to do a referendum. And so we won all of those in, in that year. That year was, um, in terms of the, the messaging, when we started uh, talking about marriage equality, we, we approached it from a rights point of view, a fairness. Um, gays, uh, same-sex couples are denied over a thousand federal benefits. Mm -hmm. That's not fair. Um, and, you know, because we're, you know, that's what women's, women's rights people do. It's not fair, mm -hmm. and and that's what the movement, the way the movement framed it. There was some work done by Third Way in 2012. What they what they found was people who thought that same-sex couples got married for the benefits mm -hmm. were less likely to support marriage equality. <laughs> but if they thought that that same-sex couple got married because of love and commitment, um, they were more likely to support marriage equality. So it was in 2012 when we changed the messaging to uh, a love and commitment frame away from the, the, the rights and equality frame. Wow. People are human. They weren't as concerned about <laughs> the economics as they were about the emotions involved. Well, when they... When that barely the, ever happens, right? Heterosexual <laughs> couples finally realize that same-sex couples get married for the very same reasons sure. that they do, yeah. they were more likely to, to support it. Yeah. And so, so that and the, the continuing momentum, the, the change in the messaging helped win those victories that we had in, in 2012. Okay, so what were some of the victories and setbacks that um, were faced at the state level in the fight for marriage equality? Well, one of the, one of the setbacks um, was like in Maine, there was um, uh, the the legislation had uh, the, the legislature had approved a law that allowed same-sex marriage, and then in 2009 there was a ballot measure that repealed that. Mm. Uh, people were just devastated at losing that ballot measure and and losing the right that they had gained previously. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was particularly rewarding in 2012 when, when Maine was one of those states where we, we won the ballot measure that time. There were a lot of lessons learned from, from what did people do right or do wrong in, in working on that ballot measure. Okay. And uh, so on the state level, that was one of the, the setbacks and, and the victories on the, the national level, of course, there was California passing uh, Prop 8 mm -hmm. in 2008 that was just, uh, you know, just horrified the, the LGBTQIA community. And so, of course, the victory was when it was finally overturned by the Supreme Court on June 26, 2013. So mm -hmm. that was, that was a, a major victory. Um, going, going even farther back was DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act that was passed in, in um, 1996 uh, by Congress uh, preventing marriage equality. And it was signed by, by yeah. Bill Clinton, which was, was just devastating. Yeah. There, were, there were only what, 
13 senators that, that voted against it. Um, and then that was finally struck down by the, the Supreme Court, again, on June 26, 2013, you know, with the, the very brave case by Windsor. So getting right. the ball rolling on this for now was about pushing politicians to answer difficult questions and pushing the organization into the next level, whether everybody was there yeah. or not. And when we were, That's a good lesson for activism, I think. When we were, were pushing it and doing, doing the national action campaign, we divided the states into different types of states because they had different, different kinds of work to do. Mm -hmm. We called it, uh, and we had, so we had these state-specific strategies. We called states on deck, and those were the, the states that had legislation or referenda coming up. And with legislation, they, they focused like a laser on those legislators that they needed to, to flip to, to vote for it. On the ballot initiatives, it was, a, you know, the audience was voters, and you had to, had to get voters to, to vote on those. Um, so those were, were where we did the major focus. But we also looked at the states that didn't have upcoming legislation that that where the public a, approval wasn't wasn't uh, as high as it needed to be to even move that that legislation or or uh, referendum forward. So that those states we asked them to support um, to focus on building public support. You have to to build public support so you can get some of those things. And uh, so we had both education for the for the voters and for their legislators and around this issue and now partnered with a, another organization um, on an education program um, to, to help with that very issue um, and then we had supporting states those that already had marriage equality that could help you know do calling into the states that had uh, referenda uh, or come over for a big big rally or whatever. We tried to, to get all the states involved and then they all worked toward the, uh, the Respect for Marriage Act, uh, which would, would have allowed uh, same-sex marriage nationwide. Okay. And now, now helped, we had, we sponsored a, um, a phone bank from the now office. And this is in Maryland, I, for Maryland. Yeah, for Maryland. And I went to, to a phone bank in Maryland and, you know, helped, helped call some lists. And uh, it, was, it was great fun, really exciting working on it in, in Maryland as well. And, uh, um, and it, what, it, it must have been 2012. I have it on my list here as passing in 2012. So. Yay, Maryland. Yes. Yes. I know a lot of people were in D.C. because I, I, if I remember correctly, there was that big march against Prop 8 happened right yeah. before D.C. Yeah. Okay, marriage because I I was here for the march. Oh, and then yeah. It was we were with our kids and it was like direct reward for your effort. Our kids were little and we showed them the newspaper. Look, we marched and uh -huh. look what happened. It was yeah. <laughs> like. It was and instant gratification. <laughs> I went to um, a, a discussion with with some of a panel discussion with the the directors for the marriage equality campaigns in those four states that had had the referendum all at the same time in 2012. And like I mentioned before, 
nobody thought we were going to win all four. It was, you know, really cost a lot of money, and they weren't sure we could raise enough money for, for all four. But each one of those directors go, we may not win all four, but I don't want it to be my state that loses. <laughs> and they were all petrified it would be their state that lost. And they all worked just it's a good motivator. <laughs> hard as they could. It kept them up nights, yeah. worrying that their state might be the, the one that doesn't make it. Who was so. it in Maryland then? There were two different groups in, in Maryland, huh. and I had, had one of them... Um, come and do a, a workshop with us oh, cool. at, at the uh, at the conference, at our national Mount conference. When we had people from from several different states that had been working on it, yeah. you know, share what they learned and what they were doing and how they were succeeding. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Every since I came in 2009 until it passed in 2013, we did a workshop at the national conference about marriage equality every year until it passed. Okay. And that was teaching people how to advocate for it, it why it was important, tools? It was how to advocate. It was uh, the, uh, the marriage equality campaign with those focuses that, that I mentioned, mm -hmm. the states on deck, on the bench, the mm -hmm. supporting states, um, you know, what the Respect for Marriage uh, Act was, how you, could, how you could do it in your state. And uh, then I spent a lot of time calling each state when we knew something was coming up, making sure that they were involved, they knew how to connect. Uh, yeah. Amazing. It was so cool. What a cool time to be here. It was. <laughs> it was. Sounds I was awesome. in D.C. when it passed, <laughs> when it happened. Oh, yeah. So you were at the Supreme Court. Yes. Yeah. Can you can you talk about what it was like to be at the Supreme Court when it was when it was decided on? Absolutely, it was it was it was petrifying before we knew what the what the ruling would be. It was there was an air of excitement um, with the anticipation that we might finally get it. You know, and for me, it was especially exciting because I'd been working on it since two thousand four. There were so many people at the Supreme Court, we couldn't all get in the space, and it was all spilled out across the street. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the, the excitement there and many of the people, the allies that we'd worked with, and uh, it, was, it was an absolutely thrilling time to be there in the anticipation. And then when they announced that we had it, that we'd won, it was just a thrill to be there. Yeah. It was like, oh, We've worked forever for this. It is now <laughs> happening. It's 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 real. It is it is real. At one of the the conferences, we had um, forget which year it was. If it was just after it, was, it passed, it might have been just after it it passed. The next conference, we had a big wedding cake. And I asked people to tell their stories. Some had, had gone to another state that had marriage equality and got married and asked people to tell their stories about, about their, their marriages. And there were some, some really wonderful stories. Um, you know, when it passed in one state and they were so excited and they helped get people in line because they were afraid it was going to get taken oh. away. One, one told the story about helping to bring some drinks and food because they were standing in line because everybody wanted to get married before it got overturned oh. <laughs> in the states. And, 
and we celebrated the, those those couples in um, in now they had, the decision made such an incredible change in their their lives. Yeah. Wow. Can you talk about what uh, work there's still left to do and what laws uh, still need to be passed to ensure full rights for um, all LGBTQIA people in the U.S.? Yes, we, we still need the Equality Act. Um, the Equality Act was introduced uh, uh, several years ago and um, still in, I think it's about 26 states, um, people can get fired for, for being LGBTQIA. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the you know we don't have um, a, a comprehensive discrimination anti-discrimination act, uh, and so the Equality Act seeks to pro- prohibit discrimination on the basis of sex, gender identity, and sexual orientation. Um, and unlike ANDA, which now always found problematic because it had a huge religious exemption. And we did not get support. Uh, we did not um, get in support of that bill because of the the religious exemption. We tried to change that. Unlike uh, ENDA that had that, this one amends the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to include the sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity among the categories of discrimination or segregation in public accommodation. And so it has has the the same very limited. Uh, religious exemption mm-hmm. um, that we have in uh, in other things, so that would would prohibit um, discrimination in in hiring, in public accommodations, um, in like jury selection and credit and fair housing, etc. It would go a long way. Um, it's it's it has a number of of co-sponsors. Um, but we still don't have enough to pass it, and it was introduced in in 2015. So this is the second year, um, and it's probably not going to pass this term. <laughs> <laughs> but we can still be be um, using it for for education and to build support. Some of the things that we work on take a very long time. Um, in Illinois, we worked for 13 years to add sexual orientation to our Human Rights Act. Um, you know, hopefully it won't take that long to pass the Equality Act. Um, and I am hoping that, that we do. It would expand um, equality and prohibit discrimination that is, that is greatly need, needed throughout the country. Can you uh, dis- talk about why all of this and all the work that you've done uh, is important to you personally? You know, when I first started working working on this, um, I didn't. I wasn't sure that I wanted to get married. You know, marriage didn't always look like a good deal. <laughs> um, it's kind of a patriarchal institution, and and. You know, wasn't always the best, but I certainly didn't want anybody telling me I couldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know that wasn't fair. It wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of changed my thinking, and I'm I am very glad. That my partner and I took 
uh, advantage of the, the civil union when, when that was passed um, prior to the marriage equality. We got a civil union in Illinois and then we got married um, when it was passed. Uh, on both of those, we did it on our anniversary, which was July 1st. Mm. Um, and so we have been together 43 years and yeah. it is nice to have, have the recognition and you know to have to know that our relationship is recognized um, by the by the government and by other people um, as well as the um, uh, you know the benefits aren't a bad thing either um, yeah you know I'm still uh, I'm befuddled about what thousand there are but, <laughs> <laughs> but the taxes were a nice saving yeah <laughs> and and the security of knowing um, you know, if one of us dies, we won't have to, to fight over over uh, ownership of the, the joint assets or fight to get into um, a, a hospital to, to see us. One of our one of our friends who's a legislator in Illinois, when when they were voting on on it in in Illinois, um, told the story about. Um, she was in Springfield, uh, the middle of the state, being a legislator. Her partner was in uh, Chicago working. Her partner was in an accident, and she was badly hurt. Um, and, and Kelly talked about driving from Springfield to Chicago and debating whether she needed, she had to take the time to go home and get their paperwork that would ensure that she could could be there or if she should go to the hospital and take her chances. Mm. Um, nobody should have to make that decision. Yeah. I'm a crier. And, <laughs> and so marriage equality puts a lot of those uh, those hardships to rest. Yeah. Having to think about that is you know unfathomable. Uh, and the cases of I want to be buried next to my partner, and no, you can't, yeah. or you know, a, a a lot of things, a lot of the discrimination, other than you know, being able to celebrate and have a cake and everybody come, <laughs> um, it makes a huge difference in people's lives. Yeah, and so I'm glad we have it. Hope we can keep it. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so just moving off of marriage equality and onto LGBTQIA um, issues in general, uh, can you talk a little bit about minorities in the LGBTQIA community um, and their unique struggles and what we can do, what we have done, and what we can do to support them? Um, the, the, the trans community faces uh, a lot of discrimination. Um, they. It, you know, most insurance won't cover cover the surgeries. Um, they have a huge unemployment or underemployment. Um, a lot of violence mm -hmm. against the, the trans communities. They have they have a lot of trouble with with getting their birth certificates changed or getting getting documentation that represents how they live their daily lives. Um, you know the, can't use the bathroom that that reflects how they how they live their lives. Um, there's a lot of 
a lot of work that we need to do in that that area. Um, several years ago, we passed a resolution at the conference um, supporting, urging insurance to, to cover the surgeries. Mm -hmm. um, you know, now can help with with some of that. I think that the trans trans community is the one that that suffers the most discrimination, violence, unemployment, poverty mm -hmm. out, out of the groups, although you know none of them are exempt from, from some of the, the discrimination. And with the increase in hate crimes, we've seen uh, increases for all of, all of the groups in LGBTQIA. Um, okay, so th this question is close to my heart. I want I want the answer too, as much as I want other people to hear the answer. <laughs> um, I think sometimes when people try to help a movement, they end up taking over a movement. And I just always want to be the best ally I can be. I want other straight, cisgender, white women to be the best allies they can be. And what is the best way, do you think, for us to do that for the LGBTQIA community? Um, let, let members of the LGBTQIA community lead. Right. Ask how you can help. Um, you may be the best at getting, getting other heterosexuals to support the Equality Act or, or some of the, the bills for, for rights for, for transgender. Mm -hmm. um, and straight people can be a really good ally. They can sometimes speak when um, LGBTQIA people are afraid to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the LGBTQIA don't always want to just um, be the ones to speak. Be the, you know, be the the ones taking it on. We need to know that there that there's more to the community than than just us. Yeah, and it's very helpful to have the allies around. Yeah, well, that was just awesome. I could ask you questions all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was fun. Thank you for asking. Thank you for yes, doing thank it. Thank you for being on our podcast, Bonnie. Well, you're welcome. I'm, I'm very honored to, to be able to participate. Hi, it's EB1 again. Montgomery County Now wants to thank Bonnie for coming on 52 Women. We also want to thank her for her leadership within Now for the past eight years and more. On a personal note, I have worked with and have gotten to know Bonnie pretty well over the past few months. She's an awesome person all around, and I'm going to miss her for sure. I know other people in our chapter feel the same way, so thank you, Bonnie, for everything.